Hey, how everyone doing? This is Wisdom the Healer coming to you live and direct. Y'all already know what it is, but every time when I come with an episode, it's always going to be with a bang and more information that you guys can learn. Um, this episode, I'm focusing on pretty much how did quarantine change your life? Like, pretty much what you've been doing during quarantine that it changed your life for the better or it changed your life for the worse. So... I have a very intelligent young man that's going to talk today about how quarantine changed his life. So, can you please introduce yourself and tell everybody where you're from? Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Jeremiah Lawrence, but, you know, everybody calls me Jiggy. That's what you can find me on Instagram or Snapchat, Twitter. Wealthy Jig, right? I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I'm 23 years old. Okay, okay. And what do you do? Well, I'm actually an online investor and a digital entrepreneur. Um, I invest in digital currencies, and I help people build online businesses from their phones or their laptops. All right, amen. 23 years old, and you're able to do all these things. Is this, is, is this like a big challenge for you, or like... How was it when you actually started becoming an entrepreneur and helping people? Well, um, entrepreneurship came to me really easy just because I, I, I necessarily didn't want to work for anybody else. It was something that I saw like I saw could be beneficial to the lifestyle that I wanted to live personally. And like as far as helping other people, it became even more easy because I saw an opportunity to give other people the same freedom that I have like financially and like health wise mentally like everything that I do gives other people the opportunity to be great themselves so it, it came naturally Amen. that's what's up I like that a lot of a lot of 23 year olds don't have you know that mentality so I'm happy that a, a guy coming straight out of Brooklyn you know I come from Brownsville so it's really it's really good and it's rare to find young men that's actually you know doing what you're doing but i'm glad that you are and i can and like this quarantine um that well now we're not in we kind of outside of the quarantine but we still going through this covid19 um when it first started and everything how did it change your life like what what did you start doing when this happened well when quarantine had like initially started it had put restrictions on a lot of things that i planned on doing um, I had actually planned on going on tour, but because of the restrictions and because of the lockdown, a lot of the venues and things that we had set up were closed and we weren't allowed to have gatherings over 10 people. So we had to find different ways to communicate with each other. And we were already using Zoom as a way to communicate and talk to each other, to teach each other lessons, you know, to have meetings and stuff. But it just became more frequent that we would that we would rely on Zoom or like phone calls or even text messages, voice notes, and even FaceTime just to speak to each other in different states. All right, so y'all was able to go ahead and um, make a way because when there's a will, there's always a way. Of course, of course, of course. What's up? So, so y'all was able to figure out these things and y'all was able to move on up and, and be more advanced on your craft. Yeah, well, like, it actually... It actually was crazy because even with the travel restrictions, I found myself traveling more 
during quarantine that I actually have ever had in my life. Like, I've seen myself in different states and different places that I've never been before and experienced a whole bunch of different things during this quarantine because when I went out and when I traveled to different places, there wasn't really anybody there, so I wasn't breaking any restrictions. And I found myself actually having more fun and learning more about myself because when you can't surround yourself around other people, you're forced to, you're actually forced to be alone. And when you're alone, like you, you have more or less like only yourself to talk to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you learn a lot about yourself during that time. Amen. You really do. And that's, and that, that right there, you know, like self-realization, a lot of people, um, that's a skill. I believe that that's a skill. And the fact that you was able to actually notice like the difference and you know how what, what's changing in your life and the advancement that you're having, that's pretty cool. And the fact that you are um, a mentor, because you definitely are, um, I can only imagine everybody that, are, that is learning from you um, that they're getting there with your help. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, you said what? I said I could agree. Yeah, you know, um, one thing I want to say too as well, if anybody did want to um, get uh, interested in what you're doing, um, what what do they have to do to go ahead and um, get that link and contact you and move forward? Well, I mean, they could find me on Facebook. My Facebook name is um, my government, Jeremiah Lawrence. My Instagram is Wealthy Jig, W E A L T H Y J I G G, right? They can just contact me on one of those platforms or they can even reach out through my number. My number is 929-309-3383. But the opportunity that I was introduced to is like a, it's a personal mentorship from some six, seven, and even eight figure earners. This opportunity like provides me specifically with people that are helping me learn the importance of financial literacy and how to invest my money for my phone. They've challenged me to create a mastermind team of young professionals, motivated individuals, and people are consistently working, like consistently hardworking, I should say, not just working. And they're teaching us how to invest money and grow money. Like So with that being said, it's like, the information that is passed down to me, I just pass it down to them, you know? So it's just information that I pass on. So if anybody wanted the information, they would literally just have to ask and I would give it to them. All right, y'all done heard, y'all heard Mr. Jig over here. Y'all know to contact him whenever you want to um, feel that you are in like a financial burden or you want to be able to expand and, and get up. Um, you should contact him. Um, and one question, uh, one other thing I would like to ask, because I know that, that as a black man, um, you possibly face challenges. And I wanted to know, are, are you facing any big challenge on becoming a successful black man? Well, I mean, the challenges every day are like are a lot, actually. Because you, you have people that view you a specific way. There's a like almost a stereotype excuse me, there's almost a stereotype like just placed above your head as soon as you're born and then people people fail to realize that everybody everybody has their own right to be successful. 
everybody has their own thought process. So a lot of the things that people have done and a lot of the things that people, let's just say, like assume about you are like incorrect. And those assumptions, those stereotypes don't hold you back. They, um, they like just force you to go a different route. So a lot of the times when I have to do something or I have a meeting or I need uh, like a venue or something like that, I may not be able to get the venue or I may not be able to hold a meeting at some of these places or talk to some of these individuals just because of, let's just say, how I dress. Because I don't dress like your your um your average, you can say, businessman, um, more of a like a Generation Z um, entrepreneur. I, I dress... I dress how I want to dress. I dress with things that I find fashionable. So, like, it's one of those things that, you know, you just you just learn to live with. And once you learn to live with it, it actually becomes something that, like, you know, inspires you to be better. Like, it's like, you know, all the restrictions that people attempt to place on you because of, like, my skin color or because of, like, how I look. It's, like, it's almost as if, like, you know what? This is just going to be a boost. This is going to be a boost towards my success. So, like things that people see as like um difficulties i see as motivation or i see as inspiration like it held me back at one point in time and it it, it attempted to stop me from being successful but it's only gonna push me to do more Mm. that's very powerful and that's and i like i love the way you think because you know certain people they they are ready to just like give up and they're ready to just you know um be like f this like i'm tired of this shit i'm walking away but instead you use that and made it to your like made it get how to say you put it in a bubble and it's in in your advantage and you made it as a motivation and that's a good skill especially in your age and i just want to say god bless you you know for having that mentality and able to come out of your your slumber and able to expand your mind how you wanted because I'm sure that you probably was in a state of mind that you know you didn't think that you would probably be up here I'm not sure but I really I am curious on your mentality before you started um becoming who you are now well before before I was the person that I am now I um I'm not gonna say I had a, a different mindset but it was less matured like it was more adolescent at the time. Like I didn't know, I knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to go about it. I didn't have the resources or not even to say I didn't have the resources more. So I didn't, I didn't see the resources in in front of my face. I wasn't sure about how to go about the things that I wanted to accomplish in life. I didn't know how I was going to change everything. It was more so like I was just confused. I was in a place of confusion. I was always lost, but like you know you you start to talk to different people you start to read different books you you start to pay attention to people that that like inspire you and you notice the things that they do and a lot of the things that they do are are similar they have similar mindsets they focus on they focus on one goal and that goal has to be astronomical like that goal has to be so like colossal so big that people are looking at you like what that doesn't even make sense but to them it doesn't make sense for you it's not it it doesn't have to necessarily doesn't have to even necessarily make sense to you at the time right but can you be crazy until it all makes sense right so that's how i see it and that's how that's how my vision has changed like um a goal of mine right now is to actually repair the black community repair the black economy 
And the way I'm going to go about that is by creating 500 black millionaires. I think that if I can create 500 black millionaires, if I can duplicate this to a T, then those 500 black millionaires can create 500 more black millionaires. And then we could go ahead and repair our communities. Like the impact that we would have on the generations to come would be like, would be amazing. We could create our own schools. We could fix up the parks. We could literally own our own businesses. We could fund our own fund our own projects. We could literally replace the food and like because as of right now we're going through a, um we're going through what's the word that I'm looking for we're we're having a drawback where we we don't have too much food right now like we're it's a drought there's a drought on food there's a drought on opportunities. Right. So I feel like 500 black millionaires would actually create so many different opportunities. Like we could replace the jobs. We could replace the jobs. We could replace the food. We could replace so many different things that have been hurt over the years. Amen. Wow. And, oh, no, go ahead. No, nah, that's 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 the basis of it. If people want more information, you just have to, you know, reach out to me. Yeah, reach out to Jake. Go ahead and tell your social media again. Um, you could actually find me on Instagram at Wealthy W-E-A-L-T-H-Y-J-I-G-G. Um, Facebook at Jeremiah Lawrence, J-E-R-E-M-I-A-H-L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. And my phone number is 929-309-3383. All right, here we go. Y'all already know what time it is. There's a black king over here. You are a leader. You are a motivator and you are an inspiration to a lot of people that are listening in this station. Um, I do want to say that is the most greatest idea ever. Um, before this episode, I did speak about black leadership and how to how to teach our youth to become part of the community, to help the community. If you know what I'm saying. And that's part of something that I was talking about. Because when it comes to this type of movements, you have to do something about it. Like, for example, my best friend that's locked up. I wrote a letter, you know, and we they working on coming. He's coming home soon. You know, I helped a, a black man 15 years in prison. Try to give him 15 years over something that didn't even wasn't even worth 15 years. And I wrote a letter to the judge and and the judge gave him probation for six months. Um <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So the fact that you're actually not talking about it, you're actually doing something about it. I respect that. I respect that so much because a lot of people are talking and not doing. And you're doing and you're 23 and there's no excuse, no excuse at all. And I respect you so much. And I respect the fact that you came to my show. I do appreciate it, King, so much. I appreciate the invitation. Yes, and y'all make sure y'all go ahead and follow Jig. He already went, gave y'all all his information um, for you to go ahead and follow him. And let's start your success and financial freedom. Um, y'all know what time it is. This is Wisdom the Healer coming to you live and direct. Um, follow me on Instagram, Wisdom the Healer LLC. Twitter, Wisdom the Healer. Facebook, Wisdom the Healer. And you know it's with a Z because I got to be different. Now, you already know, one smile spreads everywhere. Now everybody have a great day on purpose.
Hi everyone, I hope everybody's doing well. This is Wisdom the Healer coming to you live and direct. You already know I have to come with another bang, another new episode. Um, for everybody that don't know and y'all should know, um, my parents are from Honduras and the culture that I represent is Garifuna. I felt like it was about that time to put my culture on the map. I have an episode on my podcast that talks about a little background of the Garifuna culture. And a good fun fact of our culture, we were never slaves and we migrated from St. Vincent and now we are in Central America. So today I have somebody that has his music, his own music production and is part of the Garifuna community. How are you doing today, King? Hey, Queen, how you doing? How you doing? How's everything? Right here, just bobbing out in the studio, cooking up like always. As you should. Tell everybody yeah. who are you and where, and where are you from? Well, my name is Big Kev, you know, born and raised in New York City, representing the Garifuna culture, you know what I mean, to the fullest. Um, well, you know, I'm just a, I'm just the average Garifuna musician doing his thing for the culture, man. You know what I mean? Straight from the Hagucha Records, doing what we do for the community. Hagucha, the translation, the exact translation of Hagucha is their roots. You know, so it's us trying to highlight their roots as in the Garifuna people roots, you know, and we make that our main highlight with the label. Okay, that's what's up. And what, what, when did you create um, this label? Um, To be exact, 2000, 2015. That's when we that's when we became a actual LLC and the and copyright copyright the name in the whole nine. So 2015. I've been building ever since. I can only Oh yes, 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 ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So what really like one good question I'm gonna say because you know there's not really a lot of um music um Garifuna music productions out there like that. Mm-hmm. So um what really like inspired and motivated you um to continue and to make that happen all right well to start off the simple fact that you know my mom and my father they they enforced the culture on us you know and it was a good thing it was a great thing not good it was great it actually made me love my culture even more you know, we used to go to Honduras every year, me and my siblings, it's four of us. You know, they used to send us to Honduras almost every year, you know, and all, the, all of those trips made me more intrigued with the culture, you know. But um, I'm going to say that seeing brothers like Big Junior, who's your family too, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Linky Zapata, you know, Delito, Victor Azul, these are, these are head honchos. They're my OG, musical OGs. You know, they, they really inspired me. But um, what made me really take the label serious was making my first trip to St. Vincent um, in the year 2015. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a whole... Oh, um, enlightenment moment. You know what I mean. I went over there, and they was they was breaking down the history to us and telling us how the reason we wasn't slaves or slaves or no of any type was the the simple fact that we was united. You know what I mean. We was one people. We never looked at ourselves as. 
different types of people. Of course, we was all on one island, but now, you know, the stigma now, every, you know, you got Garifunas from Honduras, Guatemala, Belize, and everybody separates themselves. So my goal with the label is trying to bring it back to how it was once upon a time, making us look at each other as one people, as opposed to being patriotic. You know, we could just look at ourselves as one people just, just by having that common thread culturally. Definitely, you are definitely bringing that out. Um, I, I do see you working heavy. Yes, yes, yes. It ain't easy. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, team no sleep, especially when you. <laughs> you, know? you already know. Yeah. You know the vibes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, I know how that goes. And also, is a when you—that's interesting that you went to St. Vincent and actually mm-hmm. had that knowledge of the Garifuna people. And yeah. You are totally right about us. Um, we were together. You know, we, were, we had to get the machetes. We had to get, you know, all these things in order for us to get our fish, our cassava, and our food, and, and our food. spiritually, you know, spiritually, too. We did our thing all, all together. You know what I mean? People, some people call it voodoo. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. But that's, that's our culture, man. Before the white man, you know what I mean? Before the white man came through and tried to make us all Christians. Exactly, because that's why we have our dances, Chakunun. Exactly. Punta, Gunche, Paranda, it's a whole bunch, man. And those are spiritual music, because you know, I know it comes to you when you hear those sounds. and. Oh, yes. Definitely, definitely. Definitely. So our ancestors are always there. And that's and that's beautiful that you mm-hmm. that you actually are able to spread the culture through music, not only yes. through music, but even yourself because you embrace yeah. the culture. Um, yes, 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 yes. Well, basically, our dream was that you know, yeah. um, even though we're American born, we wanted to make it hip to represent your culture. So that was my last question for you. Well, not really my last question. We're going to figure mm-hmm. it out. But that leads me into what is your main goal with your music production and why? Okay, that's pretty much simple. Um, I have two main goals. Number one main goal, like I said earlier, is to, to unify the people. You know, to become the bridge between all of these countries that consist of our people because just just because we're there don't mean that those countries are necessarily ours and we're the only group of people that have that issue you know what i mean there's no such thing as a garifuna country you know um we was just forced to be in these territories that's a whole long story but that's that's my number one dream to kind of unite us and number uh, my second dream is um, to make it easier for the upcoming generations, you know, of musicians and, you know, artists, producers, the whole nine, make it easier for them. Because I feel like once we establish this business and make a market out of it, it's just going to make it easier for upcoming generations to not go through the heartaches that we went through. Yeah, so those, those, those are basically the two dreams that we have. Yes, 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 definitely, day by day. That's 
Yes, yes. I, we well, we have a couple. All right. This is the thing. We have a couple of artists under us. You know. Um. But like, I'm what I'm doing right now. I'm not trying to come through on some ditty shit. You know, uh, we're not signing contracts. We're just doing it all for the culture. So we have artists from Belize, artists from Guatemala, artists from um, Honduras, artists, American-born artists myself. You know, um, we're, we're also working with uh, producers and artists from St. Vincent. So you know what you know what I mean exactly. So definitely, we got Menor Menor, who is a, a top doing reggae artist from Honduras. We're working with him. We're doing the whole. Don't I rock rhythm with him, so something new from his side. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. We got um C Wills from Belize, who's a upcoming dawn from Belize doing his thing. You know? Yes, yes. In Guatemala, we have everybody. We got Dog Cuellar. You know, we got Marconi. We got Sosier. We got, we basically work with everybody. We don't have nobody under us uh, per se. But what we do is make our own music. I know you beat me performing also, even though my thing is production, but we're trying to have our own outlet on top of producing records for everybody and their mama, basically. You're having fun with it, and that's important. That's, your that's it. Yes, you're having fun with it. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, when it comes to the music production or when it comes to working, they some of them are stiff. So, yeah, yeah, I don't put myself in the box. Yeah, you know, you you have fun. You got your your your, your people that you work with is your family. Mm-hmm. And and I like that. You look out. Definitely. You 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 know. Oh yeah, each and one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it without them. You talk you talking about four of my members that that rode and died basically. You know what I mean? We we still here. We still here. You got Jovan Matute, he was my like second second man when it comes to this whole shit. Uh, yeah, yes, definitely. Shout out, shout out to him. Uh, we got Shaka, who's my lead keyboard player. We got Edward Gonzalez, who's another dawn on the keyboard. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And my brother, Bido, who's a, who he's our vocalist, and he does it all, too. We basically know that our dream, we have a common dream. So we're making sure we could do this, man. Making, making sure we could do it together. Vincent, right? Mm-hmm. You heard and you got and you mingled with the, the Garifunas over there. The music, mm-hmm. how was the music? Was it a little different from the Central American music? Oh, it's totally different because you got to remember St. Vincent is in the Caribbean, so their music, I mean, there's a Garifuna brother that we know that I mean, the world might not know he's Garifuna, but Kevin Little is Garifuna from St. Vincent. And look at his music, it's soca, you know? And and, and it, it makes sense. Basically, that's, that was supposed to be our music now. Our, our cultural music ends up being punta. You know what I mean? And they're trying to reconnect with that. Because after us being exiled from that country 200 plus years ago, you know, the British did what they had to do to kind of erase the Garifuna power from St. Vincent. You know, so they did little things with making sure people didn't speak the language didn't practice the culture or the religion, our religion, our our spirituality to be exact. You know what I mean? Um so to, to answer your question was the music that's out there is soca. But they are reconnecting with their Garifuna roots and that's why I was even invited to go out there. I went to open up for Shaggy, reggae artist Shaggy. 
Do you know what I mean? And where we was the Garifuna representatives of New York. And when we got over there, we saw the Garifuna representatives from Guatemala, Belize, Nicaragua, Honduras, uh, Trinidad, Dominica, and St. Vincent. So I didn't even know there was Garifuna people in Trinidad and Dominica, but they are. It's just, it's not like us. We kept the culture alive because... We was exiled from that territory, you know what I mean? So we have a unique story, but it's time to, you know, send it out to the world because I feel like telling our story is something that's going to give black pride. It's not just Garifuna pride, but yo, we was a group of black people who were never enslaved because we kept on busting the, the, the you know, we, we, we was fucking up the British and the French. And we was, and they was hating. They exactly, was- and it was so bad that the French became our allies before the British. They, they actually helped us with that last war before we was exiled. You know what I mean? Um, but it was, it, we had power. Long story short, we had power. So I feel like our story been hidden for a purpose, you know, with a purpose, which is, just imagine, I feel like if our story was highlighted back then, you know, we had our Martin Luther King from the early 17, 1600s, to be exact, was Joseph Sakoyet. So that would have been an example to the world, because um, from what I heard, and uh, in St. Vincent, even the Haitian Revolution had something to do with them getting inspired by us. Shout out to Haiti, too. Stop, I say. Uh-huh. You already know the vibes. We were uh, talking about them. Haitians and us are actually one people. Um... Well, I'm going to tell you like this. Before us speaking Spanish and all of this other stuff because of the countries we're in, we spoke French. Yes. 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 We spoke, we spoke French and then um, the British was on, they was on St. Vincent for a hot while. So we also ended up speaking English before going to Central America. Yes. 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 Exactly. And even in Honduras, when you go to Roatan, the island of Roatan, they they're different than us on the coast. They speak English over there. And that and it's the same country. It's just that they're they're secluded because they're island. Yeah. So if anybody wanna go ahead and visit Honduras, y'all make sure y'all drop to the Roatan Honduras. Yes. Mhm. And definitely, I got to check out my hometown, which is my, well, my mama hometown. I just adopted it. But Tiempo de la Cruz, man, that's, that's, that's one of the biggest Garifuna towns on the coast. You know what, what, you know what I mean? And um, it has everything from the cultural side to the spirituality. Everything is there. Yeah, after this, we got to wait till the COVID is gone, everybody. You feel me? <laughs> now, fuck around. Go to Honduras. Go to Honduras and get the cure for COVID, man. Drink some DPD. Um, with an idol, a Garifuna idol by the name of Limitol. Um, he is on the podcast and we do discuss history of the Garifuna people. So if y'all want to actually know the history and know more, just check out that episode for that y'all can know more about the history. So, Kevin. Yes. Um, 
let people know where they can find you, your music, your social media, business call, whatever. Like, let people know where they can Easy, find you. easy, easy. Yeah, I made it easy for everybody. All you gotta do is type in Hakeem Directors on either one of these platforms, and you're gonna find us. H H A G U C H A Records R E C O R D S. Once you take that, you're gonna find us. You're gonna find us. Be it YouTube, be it be it um, Instagram, FB. You know what I mean? We we even on Snap. Whatever it is, man, you're gonna find us. And now I believe that it's getting more popular now. Definitely, definitely. It's getting crazy. Yeah, cause you you don't forgot the day today, so. You feel me? Yo, a nigga thought it was Sunday, man. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <We should> <laughs> man, we gotta be in the parkway. We should have been in the parkway this morning. Yo, now nah, but you already heard. You, you already heard how the vibes was in Brooklyn. You know they still made it happen. Big up to BK. Up and up, so <laughs> but, yeah, I do, you know, I do appreciate you, King, for being on my show. And Definitely, so, that is, I, had to, I had to make it happen. Thank you, I do appreciate it. Y'all already know where to find the man, um, and his Instagram and his Facebook, anything on YouTube. Uh, just you know, make sure y'all listen to his music, man. The Garifuna culture is very strong. Um, we out here now, we up and up, so. Yeah. Y'all yeah. know what it is. And, y'all and I want to tell, and I want to say one more thing. Just be alert for this genre, man. It's, it's going to be as big as hip-hop, as big as Afrobeats, as big as bachata. Whatever you see out there commercially, man, just know we're creeping. Yeah, we getting there. We are definitely getting there, and we getting popular, and we, we getting more babies. And we man, you already babies. know. And we, you already know. Garifuna people is bright and please people I'm telling you just look it up y'all gonna like it especially if y'all like soca calypso dancehall reggae it's all related it's all related Afrobeat, like he said all yes. the things is incorporated in the Garifuna music so, just cause of it was good about it the reason this happens is cause of where where we come from you know we was exiled from we came from Africa being black right when then we was in the Caribbean you know what I mean then from there we was exiled to Central America and then you got American born uh, Garifunas like us. Of course, our music had to have a little spice from every area. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, Y'all just Google my name. Y'all already know where to find me. And y'all already know what I say. One smile spreads everywhere. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs)